We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back to another Woo! episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my co-host and good buddy Dan. Dan, uh, happy Thanksgiving, I guess, a week late. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. It was a good Thanksgiving, man. The uh, the man Dan Lorian had a good Thanksgiving, and uh, the man Dan Lorian. Yeah, I've been trying to work Dan into a lot of things lately. It's not yeah. really uh, it's, okay. it's hit and miss. Okay. But, but yeah, <laughs> vegan Thanksgiving was a success, bro. What, you did you uh, did you make stuff or did you did you take the easy way out and order something? No, we we got like a a, a Thanksgiving to go option from Martin City Brewery. Ooh. They had a uh, basically a, a, a take and bake kind of deal going where it came with some turkey and some mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, sweet potatoes, all that stuff. You just cranberry sauce uh, and beer. <laughs> and, <laughs> what they're uh, known for, I assume. Yeah, but no, but the food was really good. You just you know heat it up huh. and. Um, came with a pumpkin pie too and yeah it was all in all cut food prep down by like four hours i love it <laughs> so it was good i love pie man if anyone says cake is better yeah. they can shut up I, I, I like a good pie uh but yeah and i mean there's only two of us this year because we didn't go see family or anything obviously trying to stay safe yep. so we we're like we're not about to cook an entire turkey and make up all these sides for two people so well, i i made a lentil loaf it, okay. it was like meatloaf man spices yeah. and stuff lentils all in a blender and baked with cranberry uh chutney on top it was there you go good stuff that sounds good yeah so i would try to be creative yeah uh hey we don't have any games to talk about at all so i guess we're gonna <laughs> heavily preview this week's game huh that continues to move on us yeah we'll we'll talk about i mean so we we previewed it a little bit last week and and, and when we were talking about it a little last week i forgot that it wasn't going to happen before our next podcast. So we'll talk yeah. about it a little bit more this week. We have a little bit more information about. Who As we remember, were. you were very angry and also on like four hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which by the way, was one of our best Twitter engagements I've ever yeah. seen in my life. People love, people love the Jimmy rant. <laughs> you know, Holy hell. It's not going to be, for? Not gonna become a, uh, a weekly recurring segment. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But you know, once hey. in a blue moon, man, I think we're all here for it. So <laughs> we, we did get a lot of uh, people engaging with us on social, a lot of support. I got some private messages from some people. Um, and, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who, who reached out. And um, 
like we said last week, you know, we do this for fun, but we couldn't do this, you know, or I mean, we could, but it wouldn't be as fun and it wouldn't be as meaningful if it were not for all the people who listen and engage and, and, and ask us questions and whatnot. So thank you all. We, we very much appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to be here every week. So we're here, man, whether there's a game or not, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this game a little bit uh, and then answer some questions, talk about some other new, there's crazy stuff happening around MLS today. That's right. So. <laughs> but but first, there's two reviews, man. There is two reviews. So I we, said two. Two of dos, them. Dos. Dos. Do. That's Spanish. Oh, yeah. that's French. He's all over the place. Let's uh <laughs> I'll I'll take the first one, you take the second one. So this first one. Okay. I don't know how you say this username. J E H R S J F. Feel like I'm on uh, Wheel of Fortune. I but... think a cat a cat <laughs> just stomped all over the board and was like, Cool, that's my name. Jerschuf. Um, the review is titled vowel. the review is titled review and it's uh, five stars and it just says best thing I have ever listened to so thank short you and sweet. thank you yeah. uh, we, we very much appreciate it short and to the point but we'll take it that's great that's great five stars all the way man mm-hmm. uh, well get this this is a man after my own heart right here this is mailman Dan 44 and, and this, is, this is not you correct not me man no i haven't (laughs) delivered mail for for 20 years uh, (laughs) first of all i can't help but notice that this person presumably a man i assume uh says hey hey at the very top now if you folks scroll down and see that one star (laughs) review that jimmy went off on last week it is also titled hey this person is trolling on another level and i'm here for it we have corn folks (laughs) A Dan after your own heart. Uh, there it is. <laughs> so this is five stars, not to be confused with the one star. Uh, liked it, even if you brought politics. I've loved your pot. I reviewed with my phone, but now I'm using my iPad. Thought you guys could use another five stars. Thank you all for, for you. Thank you for all you do. It keeps me going while I'm delivering my mail route. I use my speakers on my phone so other people have to listen to it too. Thanks from a mailman. <laughs> in northern iowa dude amazing we're in iowa amazing just he's on his route and he's like here's your uh here's your package man and i'm all like fuck the sounders (laughs) (laughs) just they're just you know sweet old ladies trying to get their mail here and me on some profanity laden rant last week right so some lady uh old lady gretchen down the road she's like hey what can i hear that podcast <laughs> <laughs> well gretchen let me tell you uh, hey that's that's good stuff though from yeah. mailman dan we appreciate you and yeah. uh hello all the way up in iowa that's awesome that is awesome we we got like i said can't thank you guys enough if you want to leave a, a five-star rating or review feel free to go ahead and do so uh most we read them from apple Podcasts. if you if you want to rate us and review us on other podcast platforms i think you can on some not all uh we also oh. Oh gosh. If you can I, let us know how we can read those. Cause I'm not aware. <laughs> yeah, we, we will read them. I know we got a, uh, a tweet, uh, last week and I'm, 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 this is me again, stalling to, to try to find it. Um, you're doing your thing. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. Doing that uh, thing. here it is, uh, from, from <laughs> Jacob, uh, excuse me. No, it says Jacob Latorno liked it. We got some questions from Jacob Latorno. This is from Sophie day says listening to this week's no other pod and while i don't use apple Podcasts, please consider this my five-star review thank you for not quote sticking to sports and for fostering such an awesome little community never change well sophie um 
doesn't count if you don't have apple podcast no i'm <laughs> just kidding that, that those are kind words man that's really cool sophie yeah. day love the yeah. name too sophie yeah. day you can you just say it sophie yeah. day yeah yeah it's uh wasn't was it new girl was her name jessica day so never stop oh uh, well you should watch new girl that was a good show uh, i've heard it's funny yeah so let's uh let's talk we don't want to go too terribly long this week because we don't want to bore people with our rants because there's no game to dissect but we do have one um, common we we do have some some information first off before before i jump into the whatever weirdness is happening with the uh, minnesota game did you see the video that earlier today we're recording on a tuesday this morning sporting kc put up a video of peter vermees like sort of pre extra time speech i assume it was before extra time maybe it was before penalty kicks i don't know but it was after we sort of um, let up that goal against San Jose and it, you know the, the caption that Sporting KC put up was lesser teams would have hung their heads after blowing the lead not us but this video it's like 30 seconds long and and my first reaction after watching that video was was the entire point of this video just to let people know that Peter tries to say fuck after every other word <laughs> bro so you didn't watch the behind the shield I haven't seen that yet no okay so it's like nine minutes of that and I was I was amped up, but also like kind of scared. Yeah. It just felt, I don't know. It, it felt scary the way he, he cursed a lot. And uh, you know, I'm no baby ears. I, I'm okay. I don't, you don't need to censor yourself for me, but I was just shocked, I guess that, that it was, that it was in there. And there's a lot of bleeps. I mean, I was like, this is, this is buying the, the censored version of a rap album when I was 13. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> he was understandably upset probably at the time still thinking, even though we went through the whole time thing, under you know at the time he was probably thinking we kind of got screwed a little bit at, at you know through stoppage time but he was also probably pissed that we had a mental lapse and gave up you know a game time goal um it's just you know this is this is peter's emotion and this is peter's energy and nobody can ever accuse peter of not being a passionate person when it comes to sporting kansas city soccer so it's passion because right away he's like you got to forget that like, yeah. that's done we got work to do right now. Yeah. If you watch the behind the shield though, man, very good tidbits. You should watch it. Cause he goes up to Tim afterwards. He's like, Tim, amazing. I've seen nothing like that. Yeah. Oh my God. I've seen nothing like that. Great. Great fucking job, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's, it's, you know, and that's, that's kind of what he said in the post-game press conference too. So it's just, it's yeah. kind of cool to see, you know, uh, you're, you're, and, and we all know Peter's a passionate and emotional guy. This is nothing new, but it's just, it's kind of cool to see, uh, a little bit more of a behind the scenes and and you know that's that's just a preview of the passion that i'm scared of whenever i'm sitting in those press conferences <laughs> so no doubt uh well but, you know sorry go ahead no i was just going to move on to the minnesota game but you what were you going to say because i'm tired of letting you steer the ship i can steer <laughs> once in a while i just want to drive <laughs> i was just okay. going to say if you listen to this on wednesday there's no game tonight. They got pushed to Thursday, probably for media and money reason. But uh, there we are, man. How do you feel about that move? Well, I mean, clearly the move, the move was done. It seems because the the Cowboys Ravens football game that was supposed to air on Fox on Thursday night got postponed because the Ravens 
uh, game that was supposed to be on Thanksgiving last week against the Steelers, the Ravens Steelers game that was supposed to be on Thanksgiving got moved to Sunday because of coronavirus, which got moved to Tuesday because of coronavirus, which got moved to Wednesday tonight because of coronavirus. And, you know, they can't have the Ravens play Wednesday and then turn around again 24 hours later and play on Thursday. So that game has now been moved to next Tuesday, which meant Fox had a three-hour window in their Thursday night primetime slot where they had literally nothing to play. So they called up MLS, I guess, and they're like, hey, can we move your game from Wednesday on Fox Sports 1 to Thursday, but we'll put it on Big Fox. That's true, man. And uh, and at first I was a little pissed because I was like, oh, okay. So we have three days till the next game if we win. And But then it turns out they actually moved the game to Monday, the, the conference finals. So yeah. still four days, uh, which is also not that good when you consider the last MLS games that are playing their conference finals just played on like Saturday and Sunday. I'm like, well, why do they get a week off? Well, in Seattle and, and FC Dallas, they're playing. Well, by the time you're listening to this, they've already played. It's Tuesday night that they're playing. And, and we- How is this fair? Like this is just 2020, dude. And I, I just, I hate it so much because this team could potentially make a run and we might be on tired legs and get spanked by Seattle if we get past uh, uh, Minnesota. Now, the good news is, obviously, Sporting Kansas City does not have to travel because the Western Conference goes through Children's Mercy Park. At this point, MLS Cup goes through Children's Mercy Park if Sporting continue to win. And Sure, but Peter said travel hasn't been an issue anyways because they just go in the day of. day of, yeah. But it's we were already going to have one last day of rest because Seattle and FC Dallas played Tuesday. We were going to play Wednesday. Now... We're going to have still, I guess, well, no, I mean, it'll be two less days of, of yeah, rest, two. but, but it's, but it's going to be only one more than we would have had. So it's, I mean, it's definitely not ideal. Well, they get I, six days off. We get four. Yeah. I don't know. I what understand. I we got to beat Minnesota first. They might come kick our ass. Well, but... I mean, that's true. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, there's, it's not ideal, but I also understand why it was done from a media perspective. And lest you ever forget that, professional sports are a business first this was a business decision yes. to get mls as much exposure as possible because now they're on big fox on a de- on a I night in prime time with an antenna and there's no yeah. nfl football to to compete with it whereas yeah. if it would have stayed on wednesday weirdly enough well i guess there wouldn't have been nfl football to compete with it because nfl football's kicking off at 2 30 p.m today right so. yeah <laughs> Just a weird time. They just moved him to Fox because they needed something. And, and it's a money thing, man. And I, I get it. I get it, but it sucks. Yeah, it's it's not great. So, But it is what it is. So the biggest question, though, I guess for Sporting KC leading into this, this game, now that we know exactly when it's happening, in theory, is Alan Polito. Was he going to be available? Was he not going to be available? I mean, it was probably going to be a stretch when we had talked about this before. We knew he probably wasn't going to be around for uh, the, the first playoff game or, or, or two. Um, so the question now is, can can Polito become available and, and play in this game? Well, he should be. Peter said he was. If you, if you look at, at what Peter has said, uh, Peter has said now that the only people who are not available are uh, Felipe Gutierrez, Graham Zussi and Matt Beasler, who's apparently in concussion protocol. Yeah, that was news to me. Uh, I don't think his concussion was ever reported. Am I wrong? I don't remember hearing about it. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, cool. it's interesting. But... We'd love to send you our well wishes, but didn't know that was happening. Right. So, 
please get well soon, Matt. Right. You're like, I mean, no, nobody wants Beasler. Everybody, whether Beasler's playing or not, he's still going to be sort of a fan favorite in Kansas City. Have you ever so. had like, like your dad call you and be like, hey, your grandma's been in the hospital for a couple of days. And it's like, glad you told me. <laughs> Thanks for the heads like, up. That, that has absolutely happened. I'm like, Jesus, no one tells me anything around here. <laughs> That's how I'm feeling right now. Grandma yeah. Bees. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had anything happen like that as far as like family illness, but I have had like people like, you know, family members, like cousins or whatnot, like get a new job and we're all pretty close, but someone mentions offhand, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so is like, you know, been working at this new place for a couple months now. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Didn't know. Guess I'm just out of the loop. Yeah. So that's okay though. That's, yeah. that's not as serious as no, hospital, it's, it's but, not, but damn it. Tell Jimmy where you're working at. <laughs> this is, this is me trying to relate. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I don't know. I, I mean, we got some questions about what, what we think about Polito's status, but yeah. for me, PV likes to do this. I mean, he's, he's done this before with people. Oh yeah, they're, they're available. There's no problem. And then they're not in the team selection at all. I get the feeling Polito's going to be in the team selection, at least. I don't know about starting, but what, I mean, what, we're totally speculating, but what do you think? Well, uh, uh, who's, who's the beat reporter? Is that Sean Goodwin? Good for the star Goodwin? Is, is Sean Goodwin. Yeah. Goodwin. Right. So he, uh, uh, he, he, he was on the daily uh what, what the hell is it do you, do you listen to that daily sports kc podcast from the star yes yeah, yeah. they'll talk chief sporting uh mizzou football which i skip you know random <laughs> stuff all the time ku basketball but uh i think sean said that he fully expects Polito to play 90 minutes okay. i think i, I well, might have just go. i might have barely heard that but i don't know the dude's from liverpool right i mean we yeah. listen to him over us we should I would we say should. We can get him on sometime. That'd be an easy get for us, I think. Have Sean come on, and he could make fun of me for being an Everton fan. Right. So. I could do my best Beatles impressions. Oh no, maybe no. we shouldn't get Sean. Oh, on. okay. Is that not? <laughs> is that not acceptable? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll play that one by ear. But <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's you know, Sean. Sean would know. I mean, that's Sean's job is to cover Sporting yeah. Kansas City. So uh, okay. Well, Polito could could play full ninety minutes. Peter says he's available. I think if I still had to bet, I, I like. I think I'd put money on him coming off the bench just because Peter's kind of a, a smoke and mirrors guy, and I and I don't think they're going to try to rush him back to the point where going from not playing for a number of weeks to playing a full ninety minutes it, it yeah, can be tough. What if you need him like against Seattle? Like then you just put him in for ninety minutes out of out of nowhere. I mean, no, I almost... think he'd come off the bench tomorrow. Right? Or... Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so he's potentially ready for a, a potential Seattle game. Exactly. Which any Dallas person is like, yo, what, what about us? <laughs> we, we could, we could pull this off. Yeah. So we're no, can't, Dallas. No, you as, can't. as, as we mentioned, we're recording this on Tuesday evening before Seattle Dallas play. So if Dallas pulls off a shocker, we'll talk about that, you know, next week, which I guess our next pod is scheduled to be after whatever the conference finals would be. So we'll, we'll figure out a schedule. We'll probably get a special one in if we, uh, yeah, if we I, win. You know? I would say if we win, we'll do a short special one. If we lose, we'll uh, we'll do our regular one and be sad. But yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. Uh, so I don't know. This this will be interesting. But Polito could be available. Uh, the funny thing that's happening with this game, and I don't know if you if you've seen this, but both Peter Vermees and Adrian Heath seem to think that they each each of their own teams is is the underdog like it's just kind of this weird thing that's happening where if you kind of look at 
sort of how they're talking. Peter has even said, you know, hey, we're we're the underdog. The the media uh, sort of has has said that the pundits. He said he the said pundits, pundits have said that us, we're going to so be the one to lose. Yes, we are. And then Adrian Heath, who has been, you know, Heath's been on the, um, you know, the loons or, or the underdog kind of throughout this thing uh, or throughout his tenure, he goes, uh, I get on really well with Peter. So I'll have to ask him the question on what criteria he's going on. Uh, is it the fact that they won the West at the top of the league? So that makes us the favorites where we haven't won a game there. Uh, and he was like, that's a little bit mystifying to me. Maybe that's Peter playing some games. So what do we, why, why are these old men just arguing no you're better than me no right. you're better than me it's it's the, what's going the, on the friendliest rivalry in in sports i guess it's so but, weird like, yeah. no no you after you sir no no after you yeah it's <laughs> i mean the, peter's exact quote was i think they're actually in a good place they're in good form we know how dangerous they can be and how competitive they are uh we'll have to be at our best if we're able to achieve success against them they're a very good team that's why they're favored to win that's what the pundits are saying so i'm going to go with what they say what i hear and what i see Who's their midfielder? Their big guy that's good. Oh, um, God, is it Gregus? Yeah, nah, he's one no. of them. But who's like their new player that's been a, a game changer oh, for them? I don't know. They all okay. Anyways, <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Espinosa's job to deal with this man that Jimmy is looking up right now. But <laughs> but like he's they've been on a run since he showed up and started playing games with them. So. I'd be a little nervous about yeah, it'll, he who it'll, may not be named. <laughs> about he who may not be named. I'm trying to figure out who it is that you're talking about. A midfielder? Do you mind? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe midfielder. Maybe. I'm oh, smiling. Emmanuel Reynoso? Yes. Yeah. Is he not a midfielder? No, he is. I was All I right. was thinking, for some reason, I was thinking of, of their um, uh, Luis Amaria, who was their uh, forward that they signed earlier in the year. But I forgot. Yeah, they have Reynoso now. And, and he's a designated player. He's their number 10 in the midfield. Mm. um he's he's not big he's five seven hundred and fifty pounds but he's he's a a a big player in terms of he's a designated player and he's an important player he came from Boca juniors so not big at all he's just a just a small little small little turd little a little man but yeah i mean number 10 that's going to be uh roger could be there as an enforcer could be Ilya or buzio whoever's in that number six spot uh it's going to be important for somebody to be on reynoso because he yeah he's pulling the strings in the midfield for them for sure and their goalkeeper has stepped up a little bit since uh, since what's his name got hurt. Why don't I know names? <laughs> um, not, not Tyler Derrick. Who who was their goalkeeper that got hurt? They, I forgot they have Adrian's and Dejas. Um, yeah, but he's not the one playing. The, uh, it was Tyler Miller. Tyler Miller was their goal, but Saint Cloud, Dane Saint Cloud, Saint Clair, Saint Clair. Wow, Dane Saint Cloud. Wow, read. what was this a Zac Efron movie? <laughs> <laughs> Dane St. Cloud. Um, yeah, no, Dane St. Clair. Uh, he, he, I, did we face him in MLS's back? Uh, no, I think Tyler Miller was still doing the was thing. Okay, well, St. Clair's been, been pretty decent. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how this all goes. I mean, they, the biggest addition, and we talked about this a little last week, is we have not faced Minnesota United with Kai Kamara. And, and so it'll be interesting right. to see how, how they sort of fit Kai Kamara into their lineup. I bet Kamara plays. I mean, I'm I bet sure. he absolutely starts and is like, hey, go beat your old team. You know what I mean? It just makes sense. Yeah. He's, a, he's a big physical player. 
Uh, so. We did face Tyler. We did not face St. Clair because Tyler Miller didn't get hip surgery until uh, mid-August. Okay. So, so it must have been some other Minnesota games I've been watching with, with St. Clair that yeah. he's been pretty decent. With uh, Charlie St. Cloud, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I I still feel like if I had to pick a results, I, I'm confident in Sporting Casey coming out with a victory, especially if Polito plays. If Polito plays, I'm, I'm feeling real good. Yeah, uh, you got to feel good about the home game in general. I mean, but even Peter spoke to it and he's like, you know, home the only home field advantage we have is that you wake up in your own bed and i was like wow as fans what the hell are we right do we not matter now to refute what peter was saying about and this isn't pundits but um mgm sportsbook has skc as a a minus 162 favorite and uh, minnesota as a plus 425 underdog which plus 425 is is a pretty big underdog that's pretty significant yeah minus 162 is a relatively large favorite not a huge favorite but that's a pretty solid favorite plus 425 is a huge wow. underdog i don't know where they're getting that from i often say the sports books don't know what they're talking about when it comes to mls but true i feel very scared to know that though because i don't want to be favored <laughs> that much right so that's uh, i want us to fight i want us to scrap you know yeah i i mean look i feel very confident because we have timelia in goal I we're, feel we're super nervous. We're, we're getting, I mean, I feel confident in, in Melia's ability to, to, you know, if, if the def, defensive line in front of them does their job, it's going to be Jalen Lindsay, Winston Reed, Roberto Puncic, and uh, uh, probably Amadou Dia. See those guys over at MLS uh, soccer.com on extra time. They just keep dogging on Puncic's and, uh, and Winston Reed, like saying they're not, they're not getting things done. Okay, and Puncic's well, is like, uh, did you not see the two goals I scored last week? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really not fair to Punchech because what happened to him last week were, were a couple of unlucky bounces. Oh, 100 you know, percent. But the one went counts. off his face, and then the <laughs> other one, you know, he he's, he's just sort of a, a reflex reaction, and and it goes in. That uh, is like double pain. Can you imagine? Pow! Oh shit! Oh shit! They scored. Yeah, that's two pains. Yeah, but you know, it's I look. The, the defensive performance against San Jose left a few things to be desired, sure. But overall, the, this back line is not the, the league's best defense, but it's certainly not the worst. It is a serviceable defense that, as they get more and more reps together, I think they can be – that can be a back line that if you have an attack that's good enough, you can win an MLS Cup. Well, these should be two very fresh teams because it's, yeah. it's been a while since they played a game. So – yeah. Hopefully it's a very competitive match, and uh, at the end of the day, hope, hopefully we, we get take it home, you know? Yeah, so we'll play either the winner of FC Dallas and Seattle, uh, which, like we said, when you guys are listening to this, you already know who won that game because that happened Tuesday night, assuming we beat Minnesota. Uh, I assume if you had to choose between those two teams, you'd rather play Dallas because they scare you less? Sure, but Dallas also knows how to beat us, right. as they have a few times this year. Right. Exactly. I'd almost rather play Seattle just because they don't, they haven't seen us yet and we haven't yeah. seen them. And it could be like a grab bag of craptastic soccer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to play Dallas again, just because like you said, I don't want to play Dallas again. And and right. they're time wasting beat by Dallas again. Their What's time wasting happen? drives me crazy. Barrios. I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I just I... don't want to see Dallas again. Now, what I will say, Seattle's attack scares the living hell out of me. Well, hold on. 
<laughs> I'm tired of Dallas because I'm like, oh man, I'm such a big Chiefs fan. You can see that Super Bowl banner in my background. And then I'm like, oh wait, the freaking owners also own FC Dallas and they're constantly like Instagramming about him. And, and, and yeah. well, isn't it like his brother, the Clark the Hunt's Hunt brother? Dan Hunt. The Hunt I family. Think. Yeah, they own FC and I'm Dallas. Just like, no, no. Yeah. It's not okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't want to see Dallas again just because I don't want to see Dallas again. But Seattle's attack scares the living hell out of me because Jordan Morris is on one, dude. Jordan Morris, who did you have a vendetta against Jordan Morris? Is that what it was? Uh, <laughs> don't remember that. No, Doctor Doctor Marty was gonna gonna let you know every single time. <laughs> so uh, well, you know, I didn't I didn't like Ozzy Alonso when he played for Seattle, but now he's with Minnesota, and I'm like, right. shit. Now I hate right. Minnesota. But. You have Nico Ladero, you have Raul Ruiz Diaz, you have Jordan Morris, and then Christian Roldan's still a pretty good player. You you got the Seattle's New Who has kind of come into his own, but not really. <laughs> New Who will either win you a game or cost you a game, because yeah. <laughs> like I remember mistakes he makes when we were watching. Um, I was watching Seattle take on LAFC, and I was like, Seattle was just taking it to LAFC, and they scored this beautiful team goal, and I think it involved. Ladero Morris and Rudy Diaz and I was like my god like Seattle scares me if I'm sporting KC and then 20 seconds later Nuhu just makes a reckless tackle in the box gives up a penalty kick and I was like well unless Nuhu does that because he's just he's wild there's been a couple (laughs) games against him where we've you know we've taken advantage of Nuhu and he gets a little rattled back there so yeah I hope we're talking more about Nuhu next time we're on this podcast you know but uh right now man I'll I'll focused on our, our friendly rivals we do know that if if uh, if we end up making it to MLS Cup final, it'd be on December twelfth, and we would take on either the Columbus Crew or the New England Revolution because the Eastern Conference Finals are already set. That will take place on December sixth, assuming the Columbus Crew do not have to forfeit. Because as of me checking a few minutes ago, they had eight players confirmed positive for the coronavirus at this point. Who does the Columbus Crew? Wow. So. So they're gonna have to forfeit that shit. Well, they got, I mean, they had, I think, six that were confirmed positive at the time of their game against Nashville, and they just were able to quarantine those players and they didn't play. Well, here's so. here's good news. If we were to host MLS Cup, the high for the extended forecast that day is 41 degrees. That's a little bit better than seven. Oh, that's like a sauna <laughs> compared to our, our last time hosting MLS Cup. Yeah. So I hope it gets there for us. I really hope uh, we make it there because that's, you put on a parka and a couple pairs of socks. That's a great day. Yeah. And that, I mean, look, that'd be a tough one because I, I, I don't know that I could go because I, I've been trying to be very safe with, with coronavirus and Same. you know with some family medical stuff going on. I just don't think it'd be worth the risk for me, but that would be heartbreaking. It, it, it'd be such a bittersweet moment to have. And, and not just for me, but like, think about that. This is the first time since 2013 that Sporting KC could potentially host MLS cup and maybe 18% of the stadium is going to be able to be filled, assuming things don't continue to get worse as they, as they have been in the Metro. And regardless, I think we all know that it wouldn't be safe to have a full stadium. It's just, it's still a bummer that that's not a possibility, right? Because if you have an MLS cup uh, opportunity to host, I, in a perfect world, every single person listening to, regardless of your beliefs on the coronavirus would agree that ideally you'd want to be able to pack that thing with 22,000 people and, and have it be as full as possible. But unfortunately it just won't be possible this year. And that's a bummer. Right. 
So I hate that you have to say beliefs on coronavirus because there are some people <laughs> out there that are like, I don't believe it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some of them are in my extended family. So, oh boy. Well, yeah, different conversation for a different time. Well, I know a friend whose grandma's dying right now, but yeah, it's a hoax. <laughs> Damn hoax. So, but I mean, like I said, I, you know, there, there, there are a couple of big hurdles before we get to that point. Number one being Minnesota and number two being either FC Dallas or Seattle. Now home game, home game, home game. Like that's all you got to think, man. It's, they got to take advantage of that. If Seattle potentially host the league gets into a real serious scheduling problem, because as we all know, Seattle plays at uh, CenturyLink field, home of the Seattle Seahawks. MLS cup is scheduled for December 12th at 8 PM eastern and the seattle seahawks host the new york jets at i think 3 p.m eastern or 4 p.m eastern on uh, december 13th the very next day which is a 20-hour turnaround that's not happening and you know if it's a choice between mls even if it's mls cup or the national football league garber's taking his ball and going home every single time because he's not winning that battle i would assume so yeah so I would guess. I, that, I didn't think that's a nighttime MLS Cup, which, by the way, KC people, the low that day is like 28. So <laughs> it would Yikes. be a 7 p.m. kickoff. Ah, so, but pretty cold. But my guess, I, I just like, I guess if if Seattle ended up posting it, they have, probably have to move it to Friday night because you're not going to be able to turn around CenturyLink that quickly for the Seahawks. Yeah, you would think. I, I like to think of that in uh, uh, from their point of view. Like, if you are MLS executives, you know, consistently they've rooted for New York finals or or uh, uh, LA finals. Like, they they want them in the big cities, you know. So, out of the remaining teams, you, do you, what kind of conversation is happening at the league office? Like, who do they want to get there? Yeah. It's, I mean, probably not Seattle for that reason. Well, that's tough though, because I would argue that the most quote unquote marketable team left is Seattle. True. So, which, oh, you know what? Which makes you want to say, Dallas, do your thing. Like, we'll take see, them but, out. but I almost, I almost want to beat Seattle to get, like, I if know. we get to MLS Cup, I want to do it by beating Seattle Just because I want, I up. want to shut their fans the hell up. But that Dallas revenge could be sweet too, man. It could be too. But I'll tell you what, I can guarantee you what MLS is not rooting for is FC Dallas versus New England Revolution. <laughs> Who hosts no- that game if it nobody, happens? Nobody, uh, I think the Revs do yeah. still, maybe, I don't know. Which no- does not that not mess with a Patriots game? Now you're in the same boat? <laughs> I, that's, that's a good question. I didn't even think right? about that. So let's see here. We're looking at... Um, I'm trying to figure out. No, I don't. I guess nah, Dallas, Patriots no, play on Dallas, Thursday that week. Dallas would host, I think. Okay. I don't know. Nobody. So nobody would be there anyway, even if it was a regular game. So it's just nobody wants that. It's true. No, nobody wants That's that. Funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's. Um, yeah, FC Dallas. They they have hosting rights. They over New England Revolution. Well, I would assume that they're at least you know hoping for a little bit of KC hosting. I mean, I don't know. We're one of the only teams that have fans there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting. We really get ahead of ourselves. We really do. We get to talking, <laughs> we get to dreaming. We talk yeah. about attending MLS cup, but I wouldn't want to tell anybody about it. Cause coronavirus, it's a whole thing, man. It's a, 
we got a game to play tomorrow first. Yeah. Well, so speaking of getting ahead of ourselves, let's get to some of these questions. Drake Ewing might be getting a little ahead of himself. Drake. Got to love you, Drake. But his question is, do we start Buzio over Roger to save Roger's legs for the conference final or potentially MLS Cup? Which mm, if I you think... heard Peter's press conference this week, he was like, you know, I've gotten a little easy on Roger because I need him now. I, this, know, I... this is the thing. I don't think when it comes to win or go home in the playoffs – I don't think you make moves thinking about what would happen two games from now. I yeah, think you, you put your, now. your best lineup on the field for what gets you the win now. And, and if that has a result on what happens later, then you deal with that later, but you can't assume you're going to win. And, and, you know, if you, if Roger's the guy that's going to be the best for the job over Buzio, you put Roger in now, you can't assume, Oh, we're going to win. So we'll save Roger for later. Cause what yeah, if, if you're you focused on the next game, you're going to lose this game. Yeah. Like that's just, yeah, you got to focus now. And I don't think we save Roger for anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Connor Bateman said, Thoughts on the game being moved to Thursday? In my opinion, I think it's very unfair that the Dallas Seattle winner gets two extra days rest versus the winner of SKC Minnesota, mm-hmm. especially when both Eastern Conference games are played on, or were played on the same day. I'm so, glad he agrees with us. We, we talked about that. Uh, Smith of Snow said, and it's kind of what I was saying, the Thursday night football national exposure for Sporting KC and MLS uh, far outweighs any extra rest days. When opportunity knocks, you don't say no. You embrace it and show who and what SKC can do. Now, here's what I, here, I I think it is an, an interesting way to look at it. I think that makes sense from the league's perspective. I think if you were to ask Sporting KC, they would say, we do not care. Peter doesn't care about the exposure on big Fox versus FS one. And honestly, the ratings are probably going to be not that different anyway. So did did you know they broke this news to Peter during his press conference? I didn't realize that. Like happened. And uh, whoever, you know, facilitates those, is it Jonathan, Kurt Austin? Um, Is that who facilitates? Sometimes Kurt does. um, Sometimes, uh rob the director of communications does so i think it's kurt i I think i know that voice but he breaks in and he starts you know giving the press release or whatever and peter kind of has his face and he grabs his phone real quick and peter starts (laughs) like peter starts looking at his phone probably has a bunch of texts or something yeah because he he gave like a 30 minute video press conference so it was crazy to see him find out right then and there and peter was just like he shrugged his shoulders 2020 right you know what are you gonna do i mean what's he gonna say no, you can't fight it. And it's like, yeah. you just do what you got to do. But it sucks that he was planning already because he has his right. week planned out. Like we're right. going hard Monday and then kind of taking it back on Tuesday to be ready for Wednesday. Right. Just so silly. It's a wild man. Uh, Jacob Letourneau sent us a DM. Uh, so I thought part of last week's win was the play of Buzio. How do you guys feel about the handling of the midfield who starts and who is a super sub through the next couple of games? Dude's a beast, right? Yeah. Buzio, I mean, just God, you want to see him do big things, but you don't want to see him leave. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this goes along with that question from Drake Ewing, which just comes down to when you got a midfield where you have multiple people who can start, who do you start? And it's, you know, there's Kinda, there's Roger, there's Buzio, there's Ilya, there's Felipe Hernandez. Although I think Herman Hernandez is probably more of a sub type player right now, especially in the playoffs, given his age and lack of experience. Yeah, but, Kinda gets back in there, right? Didn't he sub in later yeah. in the game? If I had to guess, my guess would be Kinda, Espinoza, Ilya. 
that's the three that start. And then he feels totally comfortable bringing Buzio in whenever he needs him. But, but my guess is that he's going to stick with those three. Could be totally wrong, but that would be my guess. Yeah, for sure. So, let's see here. We got a bunch of DM questions from uh, Garrett on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, so let's see. I don't think we're going to be able to get to all of these, but I'm going to pick out a couple here. Uh, let's see. Did Daniel Shallowy use all of his confidence up for his life on the no-look goal from 2018? And do you think they'll bring him back next year? It's a good question. That's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't I haven't looked up what the MLS salaries are. Daniel doesn't make a ton. So Peter always liked Daniel, and Daniel's still pretty young. So I think there's definitely a chance that he comes back. It's just yeah. not going to be on any sort of crazy contract. He's not even making 150, I don't think. I don't think so either, which in the scheme of things is, you know, now granted, you don't want to be paying $130,000 for a player who literally never plays. Right. But, you know, if if there's, if Peter still sees something in Daniel Shallowy, then yeah, I think they try to work a deal. If, if he's up, I don't even know if his contract's up this year. Maybe they have an option. Uh, I think they don't want to give up on him. He's a homegrown player. They've got that Hungarian connection, but you know, we'll see. His, uh, his, he's on a contract extension as of last year, and it ends December 31st of this year. Okay, yeah, so. That's interesting. That's a toss-up, man. That, I could see that going either way. Hmm. Like I said, if he comes back, he's not getting a raise, I would no, think. No, probably not. Um, he knows he needs to, you know, kind of earn his way back into the team, and, and just sucks. It sucks uh, where he, you know, was so good. And then kind of tapered off, you know? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one, man. So we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Some of these questions, Garrett, they're really good, but they're also looking a little bit more toward the off season. So uh, I, I think what I might do is, is I might leave some of your other questions for a future off season pod. I'll, Say, I'll keep track of them. Yeah. Don't jinx us. We don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> talking about January transfer windows and what happens when Gutierrez is back and healthy. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some Ooh. of that more uh, later. Um, but then you already, you asked this and we, I think we already kind of talked about it. Um, he said, I'm not excited to play either Dallas or Seattle because both are playing equally scary. I'd only pick Dallas by the slightest margins just so we can time waste and get a little retribution. But I know you're not Indeed. a big fan of time wasting. So no, I wish we could <laughs> just, just beat them, you know, just beat them fair and square and be done with them. Yeah. Beat them where it counts. Yeah. So, okay. In the dick. I think we're done with questions <laughs> and I think, <laughs> oh man, I want to do a little bit of whirlwind MLS news before we, we log off here. Oh God. So you, you want to, you stick them with me to, to, whirlwind, to, huh? to go through some of these. Yeah. I don't want, I don't think we talk about any of these very long, but let's, yeah. let's touch on some of these. Get it. I, I know you're trying to get me to dinner and that's okay, man. You take your time. <laughs> I, I pre-made pasta. It's in the fridge. Oh, so there you go. There you take go. a minute. Angel hair will wait. Okay. Well, did you see this rumor? Uh, Mike Kuhn at down the byline on Twitter. Uh, you know, he, he pulled this. He's like a wizard at finding international rumors involving sporting KC players. So he found a rumor out of Mexico on November 27th that said, Matias Almeida, the Quakes coach, is rumored to be leaving San Jose for Monterey, but only if Monterey sign SKC's Alan Polito and Miami's Rodolfo Pizarro. So seems a little bit of a far-fetched rumor, but it involves Alan Polito. I just, 
I don't know about you. I don't see Sporting KC turning around and selling Alan Polito a year after breaking the club transfer record. I mean, no one's safe if the price is right. That's true. I mean, that's bottom line. That's true. If the money's there and it's like outrageous, then Peter's like, done deal. Like, sorry, I'll find another one. Yeah. And I don't mean that by like, he'll find another Mexican. I mean, like he'll find (laughs) another striker. People think, hey, people think racism all the time. And that's not me. Did not think that is what you were meaning, but you know, you got to protect yourself. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. So what do you mean? What do you mean? You people here's, here's the thing. (laughs) And, and Mike McGrew at Zadigtastic on Twitter. Some of you, many of you probably follow him. He's an SKC sort of, uh, he does a lot of tweets about sporting Kansas city. I kind of agree with his take and this might seem a little sacrilegious, but stick with me here. Let's imagine a scenario where Sporting KC win MLS Cup. Okay. Alan Polito is a big part of getting us there this year. Then Almeida goes to Monterey, says, I want you to sign Alan Polito. Get me him. I don't care what the cost is. Sporting KC makes a 20, 30% profit. They bought him for 9 million. Say they sell him for 12 million. That's a 33% profit. And suddenly you have $12 million back to, to reinvest into one or two designated players. And you got your MLS cup. That's not a bad from a straight business. Plus he's going to be 31 from a straight business standpoint. That's not a bad move. The question is is meant to distract us. (laughs) I refuse to believe this is true right now. Yeah. The question is, is it a bad optical move? selling your DP after however many years we were waiting for a DP and it's the first time you smash your club transfer record and then you just sell it. People so, will riot. Yeah. People will burn it down. Yeah. So we'll see, but we'll, we'll continue to follow that rumor after sporting KC season ends. Uh, Man, I'm let's getting all see sad here. now. Like I was trying to focus <laughs> in I'm getting excited for playoffs and it's like, Oh, that could happen. Well, here, I'll get you kind of mad and something not related oh, to SKC good. at good, all. Good, 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 good. We talked about the NYCFC intern who was sexually harassed and potentially sexually assaulted, and NYCFC said something happened but didn't really say it. Well, uh, a, a man on Twitter, at NYC Firm, uh, he has been, he's tweeted the email response that NYCFC is send it, quietly releasing to fans who complain, he says. Um, it's a long email. You can go, I retweeted it earlier from my personal account on Tuesday, but let me just read this one little snippet of what they do their whole, we understand and appreciate how upsetting this can be. You know, this has no place at NYCFC. Here's where I got a little pissed off. They say in July, we were first made aware of the allegations made on social media by our former intern at no point during the time that the conduct occurred in 2018 did the former intern complain to the club's management, HR, or her staffing agency. Indeed, the intern was actually an employee of a temporary staffing agency, and the agency had instructed the intern in writing to report any inappropriate conduct to them, and she reported nothing. The allegations made on Twitter were the first time the club's management, HR, or the staffing agency was made aware of any alleged misconduct. Blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, That's not the issue here. That's not the issue. We don't care when you were made aware of it. Well, also, it's it's flat out bullshit because yeah. in the next tweet he follows up and he this Tommy guy says you can compare what NYCFC's account uh, is saying and how it skips over 
in, in the victim's uh, report, which was corroborated by other NYCFC players, that at least one formal interview with her supervisor occurred about this, and that many of these incidents happened in public and were discussed by unrelated staff, and that one of them resulted in a police report. So NYCFC basically saying, well, yeah, she told people, she just didn't tell people in the exact way we wanted her to tell people, so therefore it's not our fault, is some bullshit. Wow. Oh, dude, all I got to tell you is power of the people. Everyone needs to keep doing their thing and putting them on blast because that's how change gets done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, keep blasting them. Even their own fans are blasting them, right? Yeah, well, that's that's the, that's what they're sending to their own fans, and and there's been NYCFC supporters groups that have come out and made statements that are like, this is unacceptable because one of the people who did the alleged abuse is still working for the club. Oh my lord! So it's just it's it's such a mess. But the league needs to step in and do something. NYCFC clearly won't do it. I mean, surprise, they're owned by City Football Group, not exactly the beacon of human rights across the world. So it's unbelievable. It's not great, but. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there because that's that's a frustrating thing. Uh, a different thing, but that's kind of funny in a weird way, is the Montreal Impact are reportedly no longer going to be the Montreal Impact. Ooh, what's it going to be? I bet it's something super, super original. Yeah, it's the Montreal Dudley Do-Rights. Nope, that's not it. Um, <laughs> after 30 years as the Montreal Impact, they are going to rebrand as, drumroll, Montreal FC. I, I got nothing for you. I, I, <laughs> what in God's name is this? Are we all supposed to do this? Like, is this just a, a it's just going to happen to every team? I don't know. I, don't I know. mean, didn't, didn't Houston just do this thing? Houston and, Dynamo and, FC. And Minnesota has like United FC, SC, soccer. Like they, they have both. Right. Yeah. You know, Chicago Fire United. FC. Right. Charlotte FC. Could have just been Chicago Fire. St. Louis City SC or FC. I don't even remember. I don't, Austin I, FC. And I, I can't accept this. I, I can't, like, I know people, <laughs> people are just be like, get over it. Like, it's, it is what it is. That's, you know, it's traditional soccer. Well, no, this is America. We didn't want it. <laughs> well, no, we, it's Canada. Well, we, <laughs> touche. Oh, that's French. We didn't want, <laughs> you know, we, we didn't want to do traditional soccer we're trying to be our own thing right and now it's like okay we're off the ground let's be copycats right i know i I sound that sounded super uh what's that agoraphobia like this is america we're americans very myopic right (laughs) right if you don't like it you you get out of here (laughs) yeah yeah. i xenophobe is that what it is what's agoraphobia what is that i I don't i don't know there's a lot of spiders is it spiders Uh, that's arachnophobia oh you're scared of big racks gotcha (laughs) agoraphobia is fear of places or situations that might cause panic oh okay so ah so many tourists i'm an agoraphobic (laughs) (laughs) gotcha Uh, but xenophobia is yes what i was going for there so that montreal impact such a good name though i just i hate it i hate it so the impact man like that's yeah imfc like that's how they they did impact montreal fc like that was their thing because they're french like it, it fit now what's it gonna be sounders are gonna drop the sounders they're just gonna be seattle fc <laughs> yeah it's poorly the sounders and, and timbers i would say are the two that are probably least likely to ever change but then again you know portland sc 
except it's Portland and it's weird. So it probably wouldn't be soccer club. It'd be like Portland soccer commune or something isn't it, weird. Isn't it Portland Timbers FC right now? PTFC. Yeah. Portland Timbers yeah. FC. Gotcha. But, uh, and Seattle Sounders FC is, is technically what it is too. Right. Right. Although actually hold on. No, Seattle Sounders FC, I think is the official name. Portland yeah. Timbers is the official name, but the, the Timbers army calls them Portland Timbers FC. I don't think oh, really? FC is an official part of the Portland Timbers name. Well, I think it's dumb. Either way, I, it's I dumb. think it's all dumb. Yes. And we were cool because we got in on the C, <laughs> but we did Sporting Casey. Yes. And it's like, yes. We're also still, for some reason, the only club to ever do sporting. Like we tried to be all Euro also, but yeah. we're the only ones that have done it. So that's weird. Yeah. Which is fine. It at least is unique, even if we're trying to be Euro copycats. Yeah, man. Like sporting <laughs> sporting Cincinnati would have been kind of cool. That sounds that's a good ring to it. There's, hmm. there's, there's options. So. Okay. Well, we'll see. You've, you've riled me up. <laughs> well, uh, just a couple other things. Um, Jonathan Tannenwald reports that the U S soccer and uh, U S women's national team players have agreed to a settlement over their working conditions claims. Uh, now I haven't seen any, any details. Uh, it said, uh, well, it says the USSF will implement revised policies on four working conditions, charter flights, venue selection, professional support, and hotel accommodations. Uh, players are apparently very happy, but this also does not affect the equal pay aspect of the lawsuit that they're still going for. Hmm. So progress, but progress, not, I guess. Yeah. Not everything is done. So we'll we'll see. But a couple other just things real quick. Greg Vanny steps down as Toronto FC coach. Surprising. Little little out of the blue. Some people are speculating he might be in line for the LA Galaxy job. Oh shit. Maybe so, that's maybe that's what's up. Yeah. Go from Toronto and, and the the winters of Canada to, you know, 75 and sunny in LA. That works. So, it's we'll an see. upgrade. Yeah. It's uh Andrew Weeby says it's a no-brainer hire from every perspective. They need a long-term vision to rebuild the foundation of the club, and he is the right architect. Nice. So and then lastly, the only thing I wanted to say is remember Aaron Johansson, US men's national team midfielder. Yeah. He's apparently rumors are back again. They've come up a few times before, but Aaron Johansson may be in line for a move to MLS in January. So he said this time he has actually sort of dignified it himself. He told ESPN Sebastian Salazar, I've always said it is a goal of mine to play in MLS. And there's been a few times when it's, when there's been discussion with clubs, but it hasn't really happened. We will see. I think after this season now with Hammerby, it looks like I'll be parting ways with Hammerby and going somewhere else. I'm not exactly sure where I will go, but as things stand now, I will leave in January. So might Could come on over to, uh, to MLS. Yeah. So I would imagine, I don't think he's a designated player type player anymore. He's like going to be 31. Right. But Tam striker. Sure. Tam forward. Um, you know, maybe we get real crazy. SKC sells Polito for $13 million and then signs Aaron Johansson. Stop <laughs> willing this into existence. What are you doing? No, I don't think that'll happen. But it's uh I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he does, comes over. He's had a pretty good season. He kind of fell off the map for a while, but he's had a decent season this year. Yeah, for sure. So, that's all I got, man. That's what I got this week. So you okay. got anything else for our good listeners? Uh you know, I don't, man. Go sporting and, and let's let's come back here with a victory pod, I hope. That'd be nice. Like we said, we'll we'll let y'all know if we if we win, if we do a like a, a special short one. 
um, before the finals, the, the Western Conference finals. And then obviously we would do our regular pod before MLS Cup final. So yeah, we have to get we'll together see. on the weekend, uh, release on Monday or something like that. Yeah, do like a half hour one or something. Yeah, but we'll make we'll it see. work. Could be we'll fun. See. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and for the five-star rating and reviews, uh, whether uh, on Twitter because you don't have uh, Apple Podcasts or in Apple Podcasts. Make sure yes. you leave that five-star rating and review. Keep them coming. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. And uh, shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. We did get your email, Natasha. Thank you for that. We appreciate your support. Uh, be like Natasha. Send us an email. So Love them. Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back maybe early next week, next Wednesday at the latest. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Victory pod coming. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.